welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 225 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That is me. You are here joined by Lee. That is Lee. Hi. Hi, Lee. Hi. And you are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. Yeah, he's got a catchphrase. Oh, we did <laughs> on the on the last podcast, Lee. We uh, we ripped into you for not having a podca- uh, podcast, not having a catchphrase. But um, what about Yabba Dabba Doom? <laughs> Yabba Dabba Doom. I mean, it doesn't feature enough for it to be. But I don't. Well, I don't really want that as my catchphrase. I, I've never really liked the Flintstones much, you know. Um, if you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, you might also find we do a Flintstones based um shit Quiz. joke <laughs> at the end and we're not we're not doing i'm not gonna be able to do a flintstones quiz off on the fly like i don't know that much. <laughs> on, the, on the pterodactyl uh, oh, oh, some someone posted uh this week on facebook about being higher than a pterodactyl's tit um, and it, it it tickled me. It tickled me. Anyway, so we're doing a podcast. We're not talking about um, people's turn of phrase. Um, it is episode number 225. We are doing things. What do we usually do? We do what we've been up to, don't we? So let's, let's do that. Who wants to go first? Matt, go first. He's got some cool stuff, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we mentioned last week that I might be buying a thing, and then I bought a thing, like, an hour after the podcast had finished recording. <laughs> yeah, never had the podcast finished uh, encoding. You were like, I, I rem- remember this, because, um, like, in the chat, it was just like, oh, yeah, people send over their links for their audio, and then it's like, look what I bought. <laughs> was, my finger slipped oops, <laughs> oops. yeah so I, I i pulled the trigger on the studio vintage because you know i need a, i need to have a, a hot, semi-decent amp and all i've basically got cheaper stuff at the moment and i need to have something on credit so why not make it an amp so i pulled the trigger on that and then i remembered that two days later i got paid and i was like oh i need a cab for it as well so um i had a look online and i managed to pick up an orange PCP two is it two one two yeah two one two um, open back. Oh, nice. So I managed to pick one of those up for like two hundred and seventy five quid, which is not too bad at all with what? two vintage thirties in it. I was gonna say usually orange go for V thirties, don't they? Yeah, well, so I had a look, um, and actually, like, I was very surprised that the the cab that um, Marshall make for the Studio Vintage, the like seven hundred and fifty quid to twelve vertical cab. Yeah. Has vintage type pickups in it? Uh, sorry, vintage type speakers in it rather than greenbacks. Um, mm-hmm. I would have assumed that it would be greenbacks based on the amps that it's kind of based on. But um, apparently, so I had a little bit of a dig online, and they did some blind testing, and people told them that the Celestian vintage thirty style, or the, sorry, the vintage style ones sounded better than the the greenbacks. And I've seen seen it go through both online. Um, I've got a 112 that is going to have a vintage 30 in it, so why not just keep it consistent? And whether I'm taking, whether I'm using a 112 or a 212, know what the tone's going to be. So, yeah, I went for uh, like I say, an orange uh, cab with two vintage 30s in it. I mean, orange cabs do look the absolute tits. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's just it looks fucking badass. So, I mean, yeah, why not? 
yeah and like i say for like 275 quid for two vintage 30 speakers like okay it's slightly more expensive than the black harley benton cab that i could have bought brand new but then they had to come like be broken in and yeah you know yeah I, whereas like like i say a, a secondhand speaker cab that's like not knocked around at all like there's, there's not really any marks in the tolex so it's not going to be too damaged or, or too knocked about it doesn't even look like it's been gigged the guy uh, i ordered it through a shop so I, I don't know who owned it previously but like it's been vetted by a shop as well so i know that it's at least wor- in working order and it's uh it's orange so uh yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean i cannot cannot overstate this enough it's an orange cap it's often in the factory where they make them <clears throat> cool nice yeah, yeah jealous. quite a bit of fairly interesting yeah. I, I imagine that working in a factory full of orange Tolex could, uh, it might take its toll on your eyesight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually yeah. do um, a, a bunch of other uh, cabs for companies and amps for companies and a bunch of other stuff uh, as well. It's, uh, yeah, it was fa- fairly interesting. I didn't expect them to be there. And when I came in, I was like, oh, oh, you do these too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nice, yeah, but yeah, I like. I've always wanted an orange, and I haven't actually bought an orange amp yet, which will probably be like <laughs> next year's problem. The next but <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I was, like I say, I I didn't want to fork out the I think that's six hundred and eighty nine quid for the cab that goes with the studio vintage, which is quite a lot of money for what is essentially a copies bo- of yeah. a vintage thirty speaker in a in a cabinet when I can get the actual vintage 30s for cheaper mm. so and and like i said the, the orange looks badass oh absolutely i mean it just has that kind of classic classic rock kind of vibe to it hasn't it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but at the same time there's there's a kind of like a modern alternative rock uh kind of a thing about them as well isn't there yeah yeah like jim root and um and like mastodon and people like that are using oranges um, so it's got it's got that kind of that newer vibe, but you always look back on like the pictures of like Jimmy Page and and like Clapton and and you usually without too much hassle you can find an orange somewhere in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, like the orange brand. That's kind of what I associate with. Like, is that like seventies classic rock kind of era? Yeah, yeah, and. Um, our, our Brian from um, the Tone Jerks is a massive, massive orange fan as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's always got fucking. I can't remember what he's got. Is it a Rocker Fifty? He's got. Fuck probably, he's probably got like fifteen of them, and I'm just yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been selling <laughs> off stuff recently, hasn't he? But um, I mean, I, I hear the 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 name Orange, and then I, I it's almost like static noise uh, when he starts <laughs> rattling off the the, the yeah, rest, the, the codes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I know he plays orange stuff. So there you go. Knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, yeah, I picked up an amp, picked up a cab. And then the other thing I've done is picked up the microphone that I'm currently using because I needed another vocal mic um, for the band. It's only, a, well, I say it's only a cheap, it's the Shaw, but oh, I've just knocked the fucking thing out of uh, It's a yes, Shaw PGA 48. So it's like the, the model down from the SM 58. Okay. Um, and it's got a switch on it and they're like 60 quid new as opposed to like 120 yeah and if you're doing like the occasional backing vocal rather than having to be like crisp clear lead vocal then you're yeah. all right 
Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I got roped into doing some backing vocals recently. Um, <laughs> it was squeaky bum time. Um, fortunately, the, uh, the the band that I'm playing with have got like a set of microphones, and I got a uh, a wireless one. Um, <laughs> I didn't need it because I was playing guitar it's at the time. I couldn't... You play a guitar like you can't carry it around the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I couldn't go anywhere with it. <laughs> Jam it between the strings and the headstock. <laughs> that's it. Start running around <laughs> like an old, like they used to do with your fag. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you can't get away with that these days and have like a fucking vape pen <laughs> in the end. It's just, it's just no, nowhere near as cool. You could turn it? your guitar yeah. into a vape pen. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. done that. <laughs> Did you know... Um, Keely released a, a vape pedal. Uh, vape what? pedal? Mm, they released a vaporizer pedal. And it, is it, has it got a you vape? You fill it up with fluid and you've got a big tube coming to it like a like I one of their talk boxes. From what I gather, <laughs> the idea was you actually fill it with weed. And, <laughs> and yeah, a bit like a talk box. And uh, yeah, yeah, but it was an overdrive pedal as well. Get you I, really I, overdriven. I, I, <laughs> yeah i think it was an overdrive i, I did talk to um robbie uh there not rob keely but uh one of the other guys there his name is robbie i spoke to him about it oh god it was ages ago it was like beginning of the year but yeah uh, that was um that was fairly interesting yeah, uh, it's something that we didn't report on so <laughs> there you go bit of bonus news i think it might have came come out on a week that i wasn't on the podcast or something like that because uh, I definitely would have spoke about it. Indeed. Indeed. Mm, yes. So, uh, how is the ant uh, It hasn't arrived yet. Oh, uh, that good. It, yeah, because <laughs> it's coming. I, I, so basically it was 60 quid cheaper ordering it from Tobin. So I ordered it from Tobin. I mean, 60 quid, 60 quid, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of beer that's, tokens that's quite, there. It's quite a bit of money. Wee wee. I mean, wee wee. Lee Lee, have you been up yeah, to yeah. this week? Wanky wanky. Uh, I've been learning to play the guitar again. <laughs> what do you mean again? I started my <laughs> lessons, didn't I? And, um, oh man, it's like, I feel like I can't play guitar. Mm. Like, I feel I feel like I've never played guitar before. Yeah, like, <laughs> like everything you've been doing before wasn't actually real guitar and that you've now yeah. just started so uh give you um an example uh basically you know when you're kind of like um playing your your scales where you've got um say you're playing a, a minor scale and you do the first two notes okay i would always use my index finger then my ring finger and then my pinky because yeah. i, I do like that's that. how you're supposed to do it but it's not how you're supposed to do it that's the yeah. that's the issue here <laughs> that's Absolutely not how, you're, is supposed how you're supposed to do it all right. So the, unless you're uh, trying to do legato runs, in which case you can do one, two, three, four. If you're then stretching out for another semitone, but even then, just don't be Yngwie Malmsteen. Are you saying that you're doing like four notes per string? Then you're doing like first finger and then second finger and then third finger, but then also no. adding a fourth note on the the low E. Basically, I am going um, index finger, yeah. middle finger. And then ring finger, and it means that when I uh, then move down, you go down to the next shape, which is the same, and then you go down to the one where it's like whole tone, whole tone, 
basically you're not moving your hand all that much so you're not going da, 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 da. so you're not reaching across there and what you're doing is you're using using uh for the whole tone whole tone you're using index finger middle finger pinky and uh basically going down like lung this it actually is a ton easier and when you're trying to reach up for something later on when you're trying to slide up for something later on you don't actually have to move as far as you did before so it's it's much more economical so much more economical and it's it is difficult it's really really difficult to um switch like all these decades of guitar playing and just move it along but um, i'm i am learning it i'm getting there quickly but not as quickly as i want to i wanted to like just go okay you've shown me that i can do that now and it don't work like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. it really sounds like a metal technique to me like i don't i don't yeah i don't think it's something that like a blues guitarist would need to focus on but it like yeah i, I can understand that if you're playing sort of really fast across the neck that you might like lose out on less tenths of a second but yeah, yeah. so it is it is something that like um the satrianis and steve visor these worlds so they do um i want to be able to do all of that I also want to be able to switch back to the blues and these sort of things. But um, he did say that once he... See, it's not just that. It's about making sure that every time you go to any sort of um, point on the on the uh, scale, the same finger is used when you go up and down. Now, that doesn't mean you, you always use the same finger in the same place. But when you start at one point and go down or start at one point and go up or something along those lines, the corresponding ones will always be the same. And once you've got that programmed into your head and more importantly, the muscle memory, things are just much more fluid and you make less mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you having to think less and rely on the kind of the instinct of, of your, um, like the instinct of your reactions more than, more than thinking about it. Because it's yeah. all it's all about like economy of uh, economy of motion, isn't it? Like playing at speed. Yeah, and and he's like saying just start really, really. So he keeps telling me off, cookie going too fast on it, and he's like, no, you need to slow the fuck down and just just get this. You know, you just need to to get this, and it's um yeah yeah. I, I want to get all that legato and everything just bang on. But he said it has so many other benefits when you start playing in your different modes and these sort of things. It just it helps so much because on the the practice from this is basically starting on the G of the E minor, so you're playing the G major, and then same scale, but you're starting on the A, so you and and going up and down, and then you'll move up a, a fret. Uh, sorry, a note in the scale on the E string, and then you're like, oh, so you're following down. the modes, you, you're doing like G, G exactly. and then A Dorian, and then uh, B Phrygian, and then oh, what's exactly, next? yeah, so yeah, so, Look at so you you're your incidentally big words. learning the modes, yeah, uh, the, the actual scales that are for those modes, even though all the, all the scale, all the modes are the same scale, they're not as well, do you know what I mean? 
yeah, so you're kind they, of learning. They that. are, but they just start in a different place, so they resolve to different places, and that is, it's, it's all about that resolution as opposed to yeah. like it's the same notes, so you could play it in the same shape, but you your default in your yeah, mind yeah. would be re- resolving back to the wrong, not the, not necessarily the wrong note, but a different note than your like yeah. So if you tried to like just start on the second note of E minor, you could absolutely still play the F sharp, whatever the fucking. Like weird, Locrian. Yeah, yeah, that one. But yeah, (laughs) you you could play the F sharp Locrian in the open E minor shape, but you'd have to remember to always resolve to or like tend to resolve towards the the F sharp, which you'd never do in an E minor shape because (laughs) yeah. Well, it always depends on what what you're playing over. Because if if you're playing just standard blues in E, say for argument's sake, there's nothing saying that you can't start your lick on the B. But yeah, yeah. It's, it depends on what's going on in the bass and stuff like that as well. Indeed, indeed. Um, it, I I found doing that kind of pattern like uh, like learning by rote kind of pattern stuff mm. meant that I didn't get an idea of what the what the mode sounded like, uh, and and that's that's how my mind works. We've kind of been able to. Um, to add fluency to it and so the i think that's kind of why he's chucked me in where i am because i got that already i know if i if i play i know what the modes are supposed to sound like Uh, um so i've i've i'm starting from a place of quite advanced and what he's trying to do is just refine me and make it make it just better yeah you're having to go back back in terms of like the mechanical ability but in terms of like the uh, the thought processes and the uh, the listening skills behind that you'd also be developing if you if you were to start off. You don't have to do that bit necessarily. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think I think if you were if he was teaching someone who was starting from a, a different point, he would. Um, I think he would actually probably teach them the same thing, the same starting point. But he's not having to explain to them. Listen to how that sounds when you're playing it, because I already know that when I'm playing in A and I'm playing. A, a um when I'm starting from A in, in an E minor scale, it's a different mode, and I don't know what that mode's going to sound like. I think uh, we've probably <laughs> done a bit a bit too much here about bettering ourselves <laughs> as musicians. Yeah, uh, that's not what this podcast is on, about. What have we bought? Yeah, on pedals, great. <laughs> like, yeah, but that, that's that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah. And playing guitar. Um, <laughs> yeah, not. but I have been doing it on my lovely new acoustic, which is just. I, I love it so much. It's it's so cool, Seagull. so cool. Yeah, it really is so bloody good. I, I love it. Absolutely fantastic guitar. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely um, it's definitely an acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about dirty fuzz pedals. I know. Come on. Then. Well, we we're not going to talk about dirty fuzz pedals just yet. We're going to talk about the twin note boogie, which. I think he's behind me here somewhere. Um, some some many months ago, our, our good friend and listener, uh, Dave Rage, sent me like a care package of of guitar pedals, which he'd like done demos on um, and just didn't want to have them around anymore. So he says, here, here you go, like try these out. And I'm getting to the end of that care package, which is one of the pedals. Is this, is this a cry for more? Uh, yeah, <laughs> hint, hint, hint. No, it's uh, like I, I saved the ones to the end, the ones that 
I would struggle with. And like a Mesa Boogie style pedal, I thought I'm de- that's definitely not for me. Um, so I, I left that kind of towards the end. It, it's much, uh, it's it's much more versatile. It has much more tones in it than I expected. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm likening it a little bit to uh, the TC Dark Matter, which is like a, a bit like a refined rat sound um, yeah. with the, um, the like the two band EQ. It gives you a bit more kind of tonal scope. Um, but like the rat it, in and of itself is quite a uh, quite a versatile uh, distortion pedal, but only really gets used for the crank the bollocks off it and and <laughs> hold on for dear life. Um, this this pedal does a similar thing where like the kind of a quarter of the gain upwards is quite quite nice, and you get some of those kind of low gain bluesy tones. And then you start turning the gain up and you start smiling because it's just, it's hilarious and fun. Um, but that one will be coming out. To, but no, not tomorrow. <laughs> that one will be, will be have come out. <laughs> will be Friday. come out on Friday, just gone. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Um, Wednesday, yeah. just gone. Friday. No, it's Friday because this is a, a, a no talkal tone. Oh, However, okay. you have just hinted at the fact that something will have gone on uh, in Pedal Bills of Doom. Something will be dropped this week. Um, we talked last week about how Josh's um, Banhammer video would be uh, released last week. Um, and unfortunately and part of the reason why we'd, we've not got josh on this week is because his computer absolutely shat itself out of its own ass um <laughs> and and yeah he's he's long story short he's lost a lot of data um that was on his computer so like pouring one out for the homies there like josh we do we're feeling for you here um, we're talking probably about four terabytes of porn here it we are, so yeah. bad. It's... Oh, it was the filthiest stuff. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, he, like he'd been recording like albums worth of um, his own music, and he he had like guitar demos and stuff on there, uh, and his computer just absolutely shit a brick. Um, so well, quite literally, it bricked. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, I can only feel sorry for him. That's why his um, his video, which was pretty much done, it just he hadn't uploaded it and that had gone. I mean, it, it, if anything, it teaches you the um, the ways of backing up data, but that's a real dick thing to say after his computer's shut itself. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got massive yeah. sympathy for yeah. it because L- lose four terabytes of data and then go, I should back up those. Yeah, you, well, that's, yeah, that'll teach you for next time. No, we, were because... we were all trying to help, but it was kind of like trying to save a drowning man with a polo. Yeah, it was just <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, a minty fresh death was upon him. <laughs> I mean, as opposed to like the life ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not anything to do with here. Brush your teeth, you dirty bastard. <laughs> I mean, it's that um, that meme that you see on, on Tinterwebs where like the, the man's drowned in. And then drowning, like, drowning, yeah, yeah, with a D, uh, drowning, uh, and you see the hand, like the hands, just just going under, and then someone gives him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh uh, yeah, it's 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 exactly that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not great though, is it? It's um, it, it's really 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 sad. And Josh, we we are jesting because we got you for the podcast, but we do feel utmost sympathy for you, dude. We do absolutely. Um, but it Loser. does it does mean, <laughs> it does mean that this uh, that this past Wednesday, rather than Josh's video, we've moved my one forward uh, forward a week, which is the Twiggy Blues. Um, the take on three guitar legends blues tones so basically the the premise of the video is i wanted to see if this relatively inexpensive i think it was like eighty dollars analog multi-effect thing if it could do a range of uh, blues guitar tones throughout the the eras so we've got i think the, it shows on the um on the thumbnail that we've got clapton We've got BB King and we've got Gary Moore. Could you tell me? Um, I know Gary Moore hasn't, but um, do you know if BB King has had the vaccine? Uh, he's he's dead. BB King dead. BB King's dead. Yeah. Yeah, has been a couple of years. <laughs> do you know what? I vaguely like remember that. Breaking news, I, I guess. <laughs> so actually, what, what you've accidentally done is pointed out that the only one of them that hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. deliberately chosen not to have the vaccine is the only one that's still around no the thing is he did have the vaccine didn't he and he was complaining because it made him sick oh, um, was that, I, I thought he was staunchly against it <laughs> no it made everyone sick but not quite as sick yeah. as they could have been yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just cry into those millions and millions of pounds you've got <laughs> I had a, I had a vaccine and it made me a little bit poorly <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard it's hard to have sympathy with him uh yeah. like he's being a dick yeah. uh, so yeah I know. but yeah it's, so like so be, before all of that stuff he, he played in a band called cream and they were fucking awesome um yeah, yeah. so but also ginger baker was a dick as well i think all of them were dicks weren't they didn't they all hate each other I don't, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, thought yeah. Jack Bruce was quite cool. Um, but they, um, yeah, Ginger they, Baker was a proper class A dick, but fuck it, what a drummer. They they were all kind of... Um, like Opinionated. <laughs> like red brick university kind of types, weren't they? What does that mean? So the, the hoity-toity university, like the Eatons and, and whatnot. So they were like very well-educated, but... Were, can I point out that Eton isn't a university. <laughs> did, Eton's, yeah. Eton's the high school, and they, then they, you go to yeah. the Oxbridge. Yeah. The Oxbridge, yeah. Fucking hell, check me out. There you go. <laughs> just, He's, he doesn't even live on this island. Just like, how do you not? Like, Eton is the the school that you go to to prepare you to get Roger to Oxbridge or Cambridge. It's <laughs> like, I mean, it right, shows okay. that I am not an Oxbridge educated. I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, God. Um, I've got. If, you, if 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 it was a case of like go to my shitty high school I went to or go to school with someone like Boris Johnson, I think I would still would have chosen my shitty fucking high school. Absolutely. Um, I feel Oof. we've we've veered off a, a, a touch from the Twiggy Blues, just a touch, <laughs> a little, a tiny little bit. Well, if you stop stop spitting lies on the podcast, then I wouldn't have to t- turn you turn you around and straighten yeah. you out. I mean that's that's pretty much what I've been doing for two hundred twenty-five. I don't I don't know any other way, Matt. 
I just don't know. <laughs> okay, so I'll, st- I'll stop. I know it's taken me 225 episodes, but I'll try and read it back in. That's it. Every, every like... 225, you can pull me up on one fact. Um, but yeah, so we, we go through uh, BB King, like a really, really low gain example. So we basically use the, the drive section as like a clean, just on the edge of break up preamp. We go to cream, which is kind of your mid-gain loud, uh, and then Gary Moore, which is everything on full, pretty much. <laughs> um, and the Twiggy Blues really, really surprised me, but I'm I'm not going to go into any more um, be- for fear of like spoiling some of the surprises because there's some really cool little tips and tricks in there. Uh, so so go check that video out if you haven't already. And if you have, go back and watch it again and throw a like on there and throw a comment as well. Because that really helps. Really, really helps. I just remembered something else I did. Go on. I um, started playing with my new delay pedal. Oh. Uh, That's not one of going where That pedals. didn't go wherever I thought it was going to go, but carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I got a Deluxe Memory Man 550TT or 550TT. Sounds like something that happens where Matt lives, doesn't it? Um, but it's um, it's a pedal, not a motorbike, and it is um, it's quite interesting because it's it looks like it shouldn't be quite as good as it is. Okay, it looks like one of these electro. I don't really like buying electro harmonics pedals because they tend to break, and um, I, the ones that I've had have broken. What have um, you done to them? played them that's the worrying thing um so uh yeah the um (laughs) this has tap tempo on it which is what the tt stands for tap tempo and it has subdivisions and you can program your expression pedal to control any of the um the controls the controls are blend which is quite useful it's basically like a mix control more more than the blend really um well you know, you'd normally get a mix control on a delay, wouldn't you? It usually says mix, not yeah. blend. I mean, it's the same thing, though. Same thing, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Kind just of, a rose by any other name. Smell as sweet. <laughs> and it's not not the same, but it, 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 the results kind it's of exactly are when the you get it. Same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's how it mixes. It it does exactly the same thing. It literally does exactly the same thing. Yeah, food blender, food mixer. Why would my gig rig wetter box have a button on it that switches between mix and blend? Marketing. (laughs) It doesn't. It doesn't do the same. A a blend goes from all. A blend talks about. Delay so what, are you telling but... me that they're inverse and one of the one of them's a log no, pop and one's not? No, I'm, a log I'm telling you what I'm telling you, right? <laughs> if you've got a blend, all one way will be dry, all one way will be completely wet. So if you've got a delay and you mix it and you turn the blend all the way to the other and side, the, you completely kill line. your you no, you completely kill your dry signal. With a mix, the um the dry signal will always stay the same and the delay, so the dry signal will always be there, and you mix in the delay with it. So with a blend, you can completely eradicate your your uh, your dry signal. That's the difference. Blend. <sighs> Blenderfuls. 
<laughs> yeah. right. so it's I, got a I, blend on I, it I, I mean I, I hear what you're saying but i'm not sure you're correct i am <laughs> i am <laughs> God, remember what i do for a living <laughs> so right okay so you've got the blend the next one is gain so you've you can actually yeah, like, make it, yeah. it really crunchy which is cool. Then you've got your rate and depth, but that is actually for the modulation on it. And it gets way too much. It gets far, far, far too wibbly-wobbly. Sounds really, really gross. Um, it's it's not like a sweet chorusy sort of rate and depth like you might find on a carbon copy. It's much more, like I say, gross and wibbly-wobbly. <laughs> and then you've got feedback and delay. Lovely. Sounds really good, though. Sounds really, really good. Got, got maximum of 550 uh, milliseconds as well of, of uh, delay. Right. Here's the uh, here's the thing. Will it take mm. off your DD500 off your board? Not in a million years. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you no. go. I only bought this because I, I knew that they were um, going for good money and I saw this one going cheap. And I thought, do you know what? I might as well get it, try it. Might do a demo of it and then keep it for a little while and maybe sell it later on there you go so if you're looking for a good deal on a uh what was it uh i've, I've lost deluxe it. memory Do- man 500 tt deluxe. 550 tt 550 oh i just undersold it by 50 right oh, yeah. let's uh Pretty good though Let's let's do some news because I think we're kind of halfway and we've got some there's there's not a great deal of news this week <laughs> so it wasn't last week either. <laughs> hey, we, we managed to spin it last week quite well. Um, this one, however, uh, Fender 51. Uh, so the 51 is something that's uh, appeared quite a few times. First time I saw a 51 was uh, in the Squire range when I was very, very young. Um, and they've they've done a reissue in Japan but they've tweaked it a bit. So what it, what it usually is, it's like a Stratocaster-shaped body, um, but has a humbucker in the bridge and a slanted single coil in the neck. Uh, has the neck of a Telecaster. Quite a thick neck as well, I, I, I am to believe. Um, and it appears not to have a switch on it, but it, it does. It's just one of, the, one of the controls is a rotary switch. Okay. Um which is potentially the the thing that people complain about the most on it. Um, anyway, this this new one still keeps that rotary switch, um, but it's got a Telecaster format now, so it's Ashtray Bridge uh, and then um, Telecaster Bridge and Telecaster. So, so this is just the Japanese version of the Blackguard Strat that they did in the Squire um, Paranormal series like two years ago. They did the Blackguard Strat, which was a Stratocaster body with Telecaster pickups and a telecaster bridge on it uh it looks different and i'm not sure how it, i mean it does well it didn't look different to me when i looked at it earlier but i am remembering from two years ago what the squire looked like so maybe it did there you go uh, in I mean, fact it might be the scratch plate because i don't think the scratch plate had that wibbly wobbly end on it on the left yeah there you go uh so that's enough for it to be a different thing <laughs> well um, that and it's made in japan as opposed to yeah um, Taiwan or wherever they make squires, I don't know. So with this one, it's a bit weird. They've they've, uh, they've made it a basewood body, which I think is quite strange for a Telecaster style uh, guitar. It's got a U profile neck, which is like the thickest profile that Fender do. 
uh, 9.5 inch maple um, maple neck um, the, the Japanese guitars tend to have 7.25 radius uh, so the fact that it's got a 9.5 is actually pretty cool um, like I say tele pickup set uh, there we go Lee is sharing sharing a picture oh that's that's well different I mean the concept's the same apart from the um, the scratch plate shape what is different uh, the the blade pickup switch as well so there we go we've got, okay yeah okay so we've got we've got a picture <laughs> so of the, the paranormal um the fifth- like, this is just just says white guard strat. So this yeah, is, I thought um, it was called black guard, but maybe it was white guard. But yeah, I, th- I think I know. I think what you're saying is is right as well. I think they did that as well. But this is the only one I could find straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I think this is what I was thinking of. Yeah. But there, but, there you go. I mean, it's 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 a stone's throw away from that, isn't it? Really. Um, but I posted it up on my Insta this week, and actually, um, there's quite a few people. Um, it was a bit, a bit of a marmite thing. There were some people loving it, but some people hating it. Uh, Fletcher Pickups uh, posted on, uh, like commented on it, says that he he loves it, uh, but he does need a proper switch rather than the rotary switch, which is fair, yeah. fair cop. Um, Ross Edward seventy three likes it. Um, but said that he would prefer another teleca- uh, Telecaster pickup in the middle. Uh, and I think that would kind of fix the issue that we've got with it, that it's actually a bit too close to the um, the paranormal range. Yeah, yeah it, very, it very much is. But I guess, like, it's just a different shaped telly or a different pickup strat, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. I guess it's, not, it's, it's less of the strat because it's got the telly bridge on it but yeah it's just, yeah but it, it's kind of more towards the strap with the pickup uh sorry the pick guards as yeah. well because it's it's slightly more strap flavored um chris c which is c underscore horace c uh on insta um posted up actually and said that he had one of the original 04 um 51s the ones with the humbucker in the bridge and the um, yeah. Okay. Uh, single coil in the neck, and he said that the um, the booker was this beautiful low output thing that if you like pushed it growled, uh, and the neck pickup that that strap neck pickup kind of tilted is just like absolute chef's kiss. Um, so he was he was um, he was loving on that. Um, he did again. He, he pointed some things out that were not quite. <laughs> not quite up to standard on it which was that rotary switch again so i think either way like whatever's going on people just ain't ain't loving the rotary yeah, switch it's it's not quite like unless you're a bass player you're not using used to using a rotary switch for pickup control are you yeah and the the thing with it as well because it's only got two controls on the control plate it means you've got a rotary switch and then you've got a volume. You've got no tone on this. Yeah, that Which is absolutely really fine because you don't really need a tone control, do you? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're whoa. so different. <laughs> We're so, so different. Hang on there, Matthew. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> to be fair, I, all I talked about when I got the Strat was the fact that single coils really need a fucking tone control. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't like, reach for it vast amounts, but I definitely do use the tone control. Um 
this this reissue is coming at uh, it's coming out at one hundred and thirty two thousand yen, which your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I used to know conversion rates, but I haven't looked at yen in about ten years. I can go get. I'm, I'm on there. Uh, so what is it? One thousand. One thousand three hundred. Sorry, one hundred thirty two thousand yen. One three two double zero triple zero. Triple zero. Triple zero. Triple zero. Yen. Yen to GBP. Man tells man how to Google thing on the internet on a podcast. 890, pretty much. Yeah. So, what? Since moving over here, they. Everyone uses fucking um, commas as decimal points and decimal points yeah, as commas in really numbers. Really throws me off. Fucking morons! No wonder yeah, we voted for Brexit. Well, we're the only ones who do it. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You're, whoa, you're whoa. absolutely not the all of the Europeans. All of the Europeans use decimal points instead of commas and commas and points instead of decimal no, points. No, I mean we, as in the UK, oh. are the only fuckers that are using the decimal point properly. But the whole point it's of called the decimal, a decimal point, point. It's, it's called a full stop. That's where you stop the big numbers and start the little numbers. You don't put a full stop in the middle of a fucking word, yeah. do you? I get it. I'm, I'm with you. And it drives me mad. Absolutely fucking mad. And so we're I not, because the Americans thought... do it right as well. I mean, I, I don't often compliment the Americans, but they do some things right. Well, there you go. That's, that's our listener that's, base. That's, yeah, I was going to say, look... Like two thirds of our listener base, at least. I mean, they already hated me anyway. That's the whole point. I'm here. I'm here to be the one that they disagree with, and then they can get on side with everyone else. Yay! Matt doing the thing. <laughs> um, so, so that's that. Well, to be fair, to be fair to Matt, most of my American friends, and I have quite a lot of them, hate America at the moment because they're just like, oh my god, will people stop being idiots because everyone thinks I'm an idiot? Which is how we feel as well, I suppose, being living in the UK. You live in Sweden? And I yeah, also that... don't live in the UK. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason like there's a, I there's don't a... live in the UK anymore. There's only one, of us, only one of us who, who lives in the UK. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I so escaped. Mass, mass Effects or Mass Effects. Uh, Shepard. Shepard. That's it, Rex. Shepherd. Shepherd. Absolutely. Rex. Have you Best played dialogue the... ever? Yeah. Have you played the uh, the remasters? I haven't. No. I don't need oh, to. So I played the original. I haven't played anything do, since Mass Effect Two came out. Whatever year uh, that was. Yeah. To be fair, you 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 left it at its peak. <laughs> Three yeah, wasn't. No. No. Wasn't the the definitive edition. I think it's, that's what it is. Um, the definitive no, edition is you play one. You play two, you go back to one, and then you just <laughs> you just stop. You can do that. You can do that on this if you want to, but it is fucking awesome. It really is. They've well, kind of like brought all the games into level with each other. It's it's so good. Yeah, they go. they, they brought the the the, um, the combat system of two back to one, didn't they? But I kind of like the of. <laughs> I like the jankiness of the <laughs> the original uh, Mass Effect <laughs> combat system. <laughs> It, it, I mean, yeah. It's the same with all games though. Like the the, the old like controller patterns are yeah. really janky if you play them now because everything is basically mo- like moved into like one yeah, set. Like, homogenous, like, okay, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, reload might be in a different place, but for the most part, your entire controller system. If you try and go back and play old games with old 
Oh, old fuck. patterns like it's just so confusing it's like, like okay got- why is shoot circle why isn't it on the triggers like what am uh, i doing honestly i was trying to play an old racing game the other day and the fucking um accelerate no i'll tell you what it was it was an old battlefield game and the accelerate in the cars wasn't on l uh, r2 it was on yeah. r1 i was like <laughs> really confused really yeah. really confused i mean if you go back far enough i remember racing games where it, like x. on the playstation x and square was a handbrake that's how the lord intended it um no. if you if you want some super super janky controls uh try n64 emulation that oh, was the fucking wild west for uh no, I, I controller layouts <laughs> I have started Ocarina of Time probably about 10 times in the last two years. I got halfway through and then all the controls just decided to go all fucked up every time. And it just drives me mad. It really does. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Mass Effect um, pedal. Uh, Sona Fuzz, yeah. So this is a, a vintage style fuzz. with. Uh, uh, so you've got three external controls of fuzz volume and tone you've also got a body switch which adds thickness um i mean who doesn't love a bit of thickness <laughs> or body i mean, I mean my <laughs> search history will tell you tell you some stories of <laughs> <laughs> um it's also got some internal trim parts it's got two it's not just got one it's got two um it's got one for fuzz ceiling which sets the kind of maximum gain of the fuzz oh that's uh, good which is yeah it's yeah, it's really good days um and then one is a bias as well so you can go like the texture of the fuzz so you can go from kind of spluttery to almost synth like um so it, do they do they make a pedal called the normandy because if they don't i'm gonna be really disappointed <laughs> i mean they need to make the rex don't they <laughs> yeah mvp <laughs> always and never not on a team. Um, I feel like we've been sidetracked a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel like the company wanted that. I think that's either they wanted that or they had no idea what they were getting into. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they had not stumbled listened to the upon... Fret Talk podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of those. These look a bit like another pedal company. They do, don't they? Tell tell they me do. more, Lee. Tell tell me who you would say that these look pretty much bang fucking on. Either JHS or Hello <laughs> Sailor. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it's got like it's a real strong Hello Sailor vibe, isn't it? Like, yeah, they've got a, yeah. a Queen of Hearts, but um, the tattoo the, style. The Queen's head is like a, a very tattoo style kind of. Yeah, and mm, um, yeah. yeah, it's it, like, and also I've noticed on their website that they've got like in, like different types of knobs. They've, they it comes in different colours. Yeah, like, like br- that bright yellow that um, yeah Joe, Joe uses all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then like I say, like it looks like they've got different knobs, not just different colours, but also different styles. If you go onto the actual website, and yeah, yeah it look it, it's very kind of you know putting a personal touch on a a product that is out there, which is very much Joe's kind of wheelhouse, isn't it? It is. Difference it is, is Joe actually works on real ships, not make pretend ships like Normandy. Mm. It's true. It's uh, true I, I'm going I'm to transition us on because I feel like we're <laughs> we're getting nowhere with this. We're getting nowhere yeah, fast. I, 
Uh, if if you're looking at these, think they're cool. Go and have a look at Joe's stuff first, and give a, give a good friend uh, some sort of support. Absolutely. Right, next <laughs> bit because there's no more. Well, there's a little bit of news, but I don't really want to mention it. Um, Lee, you've got a discussion topic this week, haven't you? You posted something in the Pedal Boards of Doom um, group, in the Facebook group, and it blew up. Like You posted it a couple of hours ago, and it's uh, something like 85 comments already. Yeah, um, uh, basically, uh, does size matter? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) go on what did you actually post okay either what got you into pedals in the first place was it tone a band a specific player or something else and so far no one has put or something else and um i I think one i'm kind of proud and two i'm kind of disappointed I, i i think people are lying to themselves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think 80% of us got into it because we went into a guitar store and there were pretty things in it yeah yeah Ooh, look at that. that that's shiny what does that shiny do shiny new things I can stand on like, that and it makes my guitar go <laughs> now I've sold yeah what I want to do is is go through a few of them and um, just see which ones kind of like resonate with us so um, Jason Mays who is a fantastic uh, YouTube demo go and check him out um he put uh, Mike from Incubus, uh, and he's pedalboard. You know who doesn't love in- Incubus? I bet one of you heathens doesn't like Incubus. No, Incubus I, suck dick. I I couldn't name an Incubus song. Drive, <laughs> Drive is one of their songs. No, um, it wasn't that Gary Gary Newman or somebody? <laughs> Drive in my car. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, wish uh, you were here. Wish that, wish that, that was Floyd. Pink Floyd. Right, uh, uh, Kane Floors said, uh, I wanted to have heavy distortion, so I've got a Digitech death metal. <laughs> you know, uh, I suppose it's hard to actually, uh, at especially beginner level, afford an amp that is going to get you a proper metal tone. Most of the amps you get are going to be pretty clean or pretty old school, vintage, um, maybe Marshall, maybe Fender-y sort of sounding. Yeah, or you get one that comes like... For me, I got the Ibanez, whatever came with the Geo kind of starter set. And yeah. you either had it on a clean setting or it sounded like a box of bees. So, yeah. you know, you put it on a clean setting and use a... Like, I'm not going to say it sound fantastic with a pedal through it, but it would sound better with a pedal through it than if you turned the gain up and then tried to, like, do anything other than, like, chug. Bee, yeah, bee noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, group... Uh, a friend, I should say, maybe. Um, I was going to say someone who comments often. But I couldn't think of the word for it. Um, Justin Prince said, John Fasanti, uh, Mike Einziger. I can never say his name right. I'm never sure how to pronounce it, but that's, that's Mike again from... Um, Incubus. In- Incubus, yeah. Uh, and John Mayer, all pedalboard wizards. Um, you see, uh, like... John Fashante, like, is he really pedal wizard? Like, if I oh, think about yeah. John Fashante, I think Tons. about a clean amp and a Stratocaster, or maybe a fuzz, maybe a big muff, and that's about. Um, I suppose there's compression, but like, does he really use that many? Yeah, he has He's some of the biggest pedal boards pedals, in the it? industry. I just, yeah, I just, it's just like I've never really thought about it because I don't really play any chilly stuff. I, like I know what you're saying. Kid, it's it's yeah. mostly very clean sort of stuff going on, very compressed. And 
and yeah. that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, he has tons of pedals. Yeah, just doesn't use Loads. them. <laughs> yeah. brings like 40 pedals and boards and then stamps on one of them all night no, so no, no, looks straight s- into the amp and just has it there on the floor to look at <laughs> I mean I'm going to skip I'm going to skip a few because there's uh, a lot of people saying the similar sort of things like smells like teen spirit and yeah. uh, listening to Jimmy Page and no quarter and stuff like this um, and then uh, another guy saying like Kier so you got a, a, a big muff and this was back in 1970 some things that would uh, 76 so that probably would have been like a triangle big muff which is very much a distortion um yeah there, but, there were a few sorry, people saying um how like they got them as gifts like like parents or like relatives saw that they uh they played guitar and went oh this is a relatively inexpensive um thing i'm not going to buy you a guitar for your birthday or christmas here's a pedal um, and then that started the bug. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was also like some mention which really resonated with me, which were people saying, um, I had a crappy digital multi-effects unit and it's like all of the effects it made me hate. Um, so I thought I'd try <laughs> like the individual pedals and it, I, then I realised I just hated shitty digital multi-effects. Tens. <laughs> Yeah, the ones that kind of resonated for myself was people who had uh, an amp, but they wanted it to have more channels and a boost. For, yeah, for yeah. me, my first pedal, I think it was an MXR uh, microamp. Because okay, all yeah. I wanted to do was take my tone and make it like one louder, you know. Um, and I didn't know about... Turning the volume like, up. Well, <laughs> that's great if you want to go between like different volumes in a song. You can't do that. Just like walk over and turn your volume up when you're in the middle of playing like some sort of lead line or something like that. So um, yeah, it was a great way to do it. But if I'd known more about it, I would have maybe gone for like a, a higher gain amp and a tube screamer or something along those lines. Yeah. But all I all I thought I wanted to do was raise the volume. I didn't think I wanted to add more gain because I suppose no, I did do the. I did do the distortion plus thing, and then I put that in because I was told oh, if you put that in, you'll sound like Randy Rhodes in front of a you know an amp, and you do not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't work quite like that. Um, so yeah, there it's it was about adding more options in terms of yeah. um, dynamics during the song. It and then came the modulations, then came the delays and that sort of thing, and. So it's, yeah. it's interesting, but like, um, hey, um, Hage Ben Betel, Betzalel, uh, sorry, terrible with names, apologies. Um, the ability to switch from clean to dirty, uh, from there is a slippery slope. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that was the same. pretty much exactly me. I had a, a cheap fucking, I had a, in fact, it was a Marshall, was it Valve, Tro- not Marshall, Air Vox, was it Valve Tronics? The, what are yeah, they called? The, think, the, uh, like, the, the, their version of the, like, Katana, but shitter. Um, you know, it's, uh, like, it's got effects built into it. It's got the, um, you know, it's, it's got the, like, different channels. But, like, I, I basically realized quite early on that just flicking between two channels, you don't raise your volume at all. So using one as a rhythm and one as a lead doesn't really work. So I bought a pedal and that's, yeah, that's kind of where I started. I, I had a 
Digitech Fab, and I was like, this clearly isn't good enough. Bought a <laughs> ironically Boss. not Fab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought a Boss DS2 and went, ah, oh, sounds shit. And then ended up with the Black Star HT Dual, so I had three channels and kind of went from there. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you know what's a dirty little secret? Um, uh, All American almost- Regis. I mean, weren't there a, almost, a guitar pedal, the dirty little secret? Was there? Yeah, I think there is, yeah. Um, I, I almost got put off um, pedals completely at one point. Um, this was early on in my guitar <laughs> playing career um, because we had a guitarist who always wanted to play uh, the Shadows stuff. And he had this um, he had this multi-effects pedal. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been an Ibanez thing, actually. Um but he um, he had a delay on it, and it was like a slapback delay. And whenever he put it on, he had it set far, far, far too loud. And all you could just hear was this. And I was like, yeah, it's just like, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's my, my delay. And I was just like, right, don't like delay then. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it was just annoying. Avoid, like, avoid. This is, yeah, this is me. Don't like delay. It's, like, it's one of my favorite effects. It's just... Uh, just sometimes you hear it used badly. I, I had a similar thing with um, with tremolo uh, because the tremolo effects on those shitty multi effects units were like the really choppy kind of tremolo, um, and that, I, I'm not about that life at all. And it was like square wave kind of tremolo as well, so it was, it was on off on off. Um, and I just thought, like, when would you ever use this? If you um, so, want to cover Nickelback or Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, well, that um, How Soon Is Now by the Smiths as well. They had that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, which, really, you're only covering because you watch Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> I had, a, I had a, um, a few a few friends when we were uh, doing early gigs and these sort of things that would have, like, a phase or something. And you sit there and you think, ooh. Oh, what are they doing there? Uh, and you're looking at the guitar, kind of going, yeah. "How are they doing that?" You know, <laughs> these sort of things. How um, do I unlock these sounds? <laughs> yeah, and then one of my mates' bands. It was one of my best mates. Uh, that their band was covering Mr. Crowley, and they did the organ intro. And he had one of these big boss. Uh, I think it was a GT6, and he was getting all the organ sounds. And I was just like. So I was already kind of like interested. It's like, how are people doing these things? And I'm thinking it's kind of like technique and this sort of thing. And like trying to, I was all about like trying to learn like the the next technique, the next tapping or the next sweet picking and these sort of things about learning. Yeah. And um, organ picking, and, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, there's something going on here. What's that he's got on the floor? And it, it's just like, it's like, it, it, can't, it can't be that space looking thing on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a GT6? They're like um, they're not subtle. They're like black and pink. They look very nineties. Just God, I think it was a GT6. It might have been earlier than that, but um, yeah, it was kind of that. That really got me. A lot of people saying about Digitech grunge as well. It's, it's fairly interesting. Um, oh, oh, the, and- the Digitech grunge sounded like smashed assholes, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it, 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 it did exactly what it was supposed to. Rage Against the Machine, of course, people mentioning that. So um, Yeah, doing like, like the Tom Morello kind with- of... 
very difficult names. Uh, how would you say this guy? Spyros. Um, Sa- Saluchidis? Saluchidis. Saluchidis, I would say, but I'm not Greek. I assume it looks Greek to me. I'd it's say all, that, It's yeah. all Greek to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he's saying about the Rage Against Machine. And of course, we've all listened to Rage Against Machine and listened to... It's different, though. When you hear these sort of effects on, on a studio album, you think about it less than when you're standing there and there's someone in front of you and they're doing it. You know, it was about get, also about getting those throaty sort of sounds. One of my first other first effects pedals was a wah pedal. And that's because I really liked Slash and I really liked Metallica and I really liked Zach Wilde. And they're all heavy Gibson, Marshall, wah pedal. Off we go. Yeah, the Gibson Marshall wah. Yeah, it's the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. We've got got to give a shout out to this one. One more chap. Uh, David Sutherland who said the MXR blue box he got in the 90s and he I uh, have wanted to Hated do nothing pedal since but have crazy <laughs> sounds come out of my amp I have wanted to do nothing but have crazy I wanted Sorry. to do nothing, nothing but have crazy yeah that yeah, makes sense. I'm with yeah. You. Yeah. right we're going to yeah. go for one last uh, one last discussion uh, topic which I've taken from the um, the budget pedal chat instagram channel again so i posted up something uh, about the unsung hero of the gig uh, and i i put forward the guitar stand as a as an option for this um because it has saved my bacon so many times um there's there's quite a few <laughs> responses on this one cathal daily uh said the multi-gang extension which is absolutely absolutely a yeah. valid choice yeah um, i'd forgotten about that but actually like I genuinely wouldn't be able to gig without it. <laughs> yeah, completely. Like <laughs> even having a spare in the car as well, just in case. Yeah. Um, someone had posted the Line Six M Five. Who can? Do, who, who, who do you think that might <laughs> was? Be? It heel underscore Matt Cube. Anybody? <laughs> it, it was heel underscore Matt Cube. <laughs> it, it, it was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I genuinely like. So somebody was talking last week on one of the forums I was on about like what would like what backups do you have? And I'm like, well, I run an M5, so I've got some backup drive pedals, and I've got like I tend to run two amps, so if one goes, I'll just mic the one that's left up. Yeah, but and you know have a spare guitar, and it often is the Variac, so it covers everything. But like in terms of if you want something that is going to be a good cover, like a good backup for yeah. any delay, any reverb, any like modulation pedal absolutely can't go wrong with an m5 like as a backup i mean or a car (laughs) i um i like inadvertently carry a a boost pedal with me everywhere i go uh, because i haven't taken it out of my um everywhere you go Uh, always take take the boost boost pedal with you yeah it's, it's one of those i think it's the 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 hairy thumbs up boost drive, um, which I which I built and just put in a guitar case because I thought like I'm not going to put it on a board because I made it and it's going like if you open it up like wires a spring out of your face. Uh, it was one of my very early ones, um, but I, I carry it around and I, like if everything goes completely tits up with my uh, like pedal board, I can run a cable into that because I think I've still got a battery in it. And I think I could probably do a gig with it. 
Uh, <laughs> straight into a desk. No, no, no. Like in, into the amp. Like if my ah, board, right, if, okay. if my board went. Yeah, so up. you've got like a, a normal sound and a boosted sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and it's quite it's quite a nice sounding um, boost because it it ups the. It's almost kind of like up in the same frequencies that a clon would, like a very gentle upper mid push. Um, yeah. And it adds a bit of drive as well. It's 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 really nice, um, but it's <laughs> terribly built. Um, <laughs> I the the last couple of gigs that I've done, I haven't bought a backup um, backup guitar, which I'm I am tempting fate here. You, uh, yeah, I was going to say like I I tend to have two guitars on stage, and then either one in the van or one at the side of the stage. I mean, it's it's going to go tits up at some point, isn't it? But that hasn't happened just yet. Um, I think a pack of strings is is absolute absolute must. Always um, have one to hand. Always, he said, <laughs> waving a pack of strings. <laughs> but a bum. I mean, sure, I've got some all my packs of strings oh are up, up there. I think I need to put a set in my gig bag because if if my guitar does go tits up, I reckon the band can comp for a little bit while I restring whatever string it is that's fucked up. Yeah, they won't even notice. It's your backing vocals they'll miss. Yeah, I can, I can do backing <laughs> vocals while changing a string. Speaking of which, did you see that uh, the video with BB King changing a string whilst also absolutely holding the concert down? Yes, yeah, yeah I've I seen did. it before, and there's, a, there's a really good one of as well. Rory Gallagher as well. Mm. Um, there's a really good one of him where literally like a string goes, somebody hands him another guitar, string goes on that as well, and he just waves like this. Someone just brings him a string, and he's continuing to sing, um, like and just yeah, like literally flicking things around and tuning, but melodically, like so that like it yeah. doesn't just sound like <laughs> like you know he's he's like bending it up so that it's in the right place, and then then tuning a little bit more, and then like playing and bending it up a little bit more, and it's just absolutely incredible like and he's singing in key and just yeah just absolutely fantastic i mean i'd i'd have a struggle with the the to the singing in key like <laughs> yeah uh, so like all of that other stuff yeah like applause uh, there's the one with stevie ray as well where he's playing yeah. playing and then like the string goes and it, like the the tech hands him the guitar and he doesn't miss a beat he's just straight yeah. on it so yeah crazy it's, it's knowing your instrument isn't it Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's, um, one, there's one of uh, Steve Vai as well. He's playing on, like, his um, Evo, I think. So, gem with a... Gem. With yeah. a, like, whammy bar system. String goes, it means the entire guitar is fucked by it's that fucked. point. <laughs> yeah. Yet he's still, like, he's doing, like, one one string melody stuff and still using the bar. But it set, it doesn't sound like <laughs> like a bag of smashed assholes, so it's <laughs> like just kudos to the man. He's 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 done something I couldn't do there. I mean, I, I think he does quite a lot that we can't do. Yeah, I've, <laughs> absolutely. Um, however, like like having that happen to you and not just kind of breaking down and crying <laughs> is. It shows a mental fortitude that I, I don't think I could ever aspire to. Um, For but, me, the unsung hero of the gig is the uh, self-oscillation of a delay. So if you've got a gig where you've got a very small pedal board and you haven't got a shit ton of like really cool effects and you just kind of like, you're at the end of the gig and you want to like just be, fuck, I want to have some fun. Yeah, you go... 
and everyone looks <laughs> whether they want to or not and then you just leave it like that just find a nice little self-oscillated bit put your guitar down I know and that's what people start is, throwing points at your amp you, what you do is you pick your guitar up you point the pickups at the at the amp and then you lean the guitar against the amp and then turn all yeah. the controls to 10 <laughs> I mean that's that is also kind of self-oscillated coming out and you know you've got a smoke show and then there's a light show that happens just afterwards and <laughs> so we were we were having a, a jam um over at Tampedia a couple of weeks back because um we shot some videos and um there were four of us and we were kind of doing this like question answer sort of thing and yeah. uh, we're all taking turns we're going around doing it and doing it and doing it and i happened to have the les paul and the jcm 800 so i had it like really reserved because there were katanas and stuff playing there and stuff like that so i had it really really reserved and then i thought it, it had been my turn i thought i've got to do something different so i just did exactly what matt was <laughs> i just kind of like just when it was my turn, I just went feedback and it was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, absolute like classic moment right i reckon that's a podcast oh yeah uh, i think i think we are we're at time gents uh so i would like to extend a massive thank you to everyone who made it this far you are mvps of the listening world no one listens better than you you nailed it um i would like to also extend an even massive thank you to our patreon backers because you make this shenanigan train keep a rolling uh, choo choo motherfuckers choo choo <laughs> uh, for as little as two dollars a month you can also be on board the shenanigans train and you you go to patreon.com slash fret to find out mo and whilst I read out the names this week Lee's going to, to train noises I'm saying shenanigan you fool shenanigan shenanigan train noises there you go so we've got Mr. Andrew Blimson Mr. Adam Yeoman Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. This is really, really hard to concentrate with this going. Uh, but I will persevere. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Hugh Rection. Uh, we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and of the Second Button podcast, which is an amazing podcast. Go listen. Um, and uh, Masters of Cinematic Universe also is on my um, list list of like frequently listened podcasts. It's even made me kind of consider watching Train Spotting. Um, Train Spotting's a good film. I've never seen it, um, but is that a train noise? Is that was that a, a, yeah. a train? Noise? I mean, this is a very train train heavy <laughs> outro to the um, the podcast. Um, so if you want to find me online I am Budget Pedal Chap you can <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series which features I mean no Please one needs don't to do that. no one needs to hear that Please no. um, like, if, if that's not clipped your microphone I don't know what has it um, certainly did. It's like flat. This is like a big bar with flat. <laughs> Lee, rather than annoying the shit out of us, why don't you tell us <laughs> where to find yourself? Choo 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 choo. Okay, and Matt, where do we find you? Uh, you find me at heel underscore Matt Q on Twitter and the Twinstagrams. And look, I posted on his thing. I'm back on Twinstagram. 
Yeah, you did. Uh, so that that is us for this week. It will be a tatty buy. And no, it won't be because we've not said bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Wee. It'll be a tatty bye and good night for this week. See you again soon. is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? People from Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but people from Abu Dhabi do. Way! Way! <laughs>